Oh, saw dudes and dudettes, guys and gals, knockers of doors. Let's freaking go. I am excited for this next guest. I can't even talk right now. But anyways, before we hop into this, just want to ask you guys for a huge favor. Huge. If you guys find value in the podcast at all, in this episode, uh, specific parts, all I ask is that you guys share this with someone who you feel like could benefit from this, who could find value in this. That's all I ask. Not running ads, not doing any of that bullshit. And I will swear. So I apologize ahead of time if you do not like the use of profanity. Uh, I use it. Because I'm expressive and I'm very animated sometimes. So, heads up, there will be some S words. There may be an F bomb or two or three or 20. I don't know. I don't keep track. But, anyways, before we get into it, thank you guys. I love you guys. Let's get into the episode. guys welcome back to the no soliciting experience with your boy rick here with another fantastic guest so excited um we've gone back and forth quite a bit over social media i love watching his stuff i love his progression uh just the overall energy guys like i don't think you realize but we've had some people with some good energy come on recently so thank you brian brian jane thank you so much for being on brother um do you mind introducing yourself to the people and give us a little bit about yourself for sure. I'm Brian. Nice to meet you guys. Um, I've actually followed your stuff since you, I think, started, I think, was it three years ago? Yeah, so I started back in 2018. No, yeah, I started since then, so I'm an OG, no soliciting bro guy. <laughs> but no, I'm, I work with Active. Uh, this is going into my fifth summer, so I started when I was 18, 19. I went from 63 to 500 last summer. So I'll kind of go into what helped me from crap <laughs> to decent. <laughs> um, let's see. So first thing on my board is fixed and grown growth mindset. And I'll kind of get into that with books because I know how much you like it too. <laughs> Have you read this one yet, Rick? I have it. It's it's in my bookshelf, bro. Okay. It's have you have you finished it or have you started? I have not started it. It's literally right here. It's amazing. What? I feel like every book that I start is like my new fa- favorite one. <laughs> so <laughs> this book kind of goes on about fixed and growth mindsets. And it runs a study on a bunch of young kids. They take a test. Everyone gets an 8 out of 10. So one group, he tells them, hey, you must be so smart. Congrats. And the other group, he says, hey, you must have worked super hard to get an 8 out of 10. Congrats. The fixed mindset, the, hey, I'm a genius, grows up to be very in that bubble of, I don't want to try new things because I'm good at this. I don't, if I'm good at basketball, I don't want to go try football and be bad at football because I'm used to being good at basketball. It also goes with later on, they take a test and they don't do as well, or they, I think they tell them they don't do as well. This kid gets so stuck on, 
I can't do it, then there's no there's no point of trying. This kid that they said, um, you know, congrats, you worked so hard. He loves it. He loves that he failed. He he studies twice as hard, and later in life, that's that compounds into being successful. And this guy just being that same bubble, and it it shows a lot in our industry. Wouldn't you say, Rick? Oh yeah, dude, big time. I was just talking to somebody about this, dude, literally yesterday about that exact same thing. And now looking at it, as a leader, do you want to, because dude, as as a person that's been told, dude, you are naturally great, right? Like you're, you know, great with people. I have found myself like not wanting to try new things. It's like, no, like I'm, I'm good at what I do. Yeah, I'm with you. So and like as as a leader, like why not tell your guys like, dude, like I, I love your work ethic, bro. Like good job. So like that's the biggest thing I got from this book. I don't okay. tell anyone like, hey, that's a great pitch. You're so funny. I say, dang, dude, you must have studied so hard. And I'm seeing such better results right now because in the beginning, I'm like, hey, you're you're good. Like you're about to go crush it. And kids would just Next week, it'd be the same pitch. And you know how as managers, you can tell if they trained or not, right? Because they're shaky. You muted yourself. <laughs> no, dude. Dude, continue, continue, continue. Okay, okay. Because you can tell if they trained or not, but they don't think you can tell. And as soon as I started saying, hey, you must have worked really hard on the resolve ace close because it sounds so much better than last week. I'm so excited to hear it next week. And you see that growth so much better than, hey, that was awesome. By telling someone, hey, your work, I, like, I noticed your work ethic. I noticed how much work you're putting in. It helps them put in more work and compound it more. So it's really cool. Um, and it happens a lot in our industry because how many guys that goes out and does 300 pests, um, I'm guessing right around 100 alarms, I'm guessing roughly like 50 solars, 60 solars that are never training, that are, nah, I'm good. Dude, so many. Like all the time. Like they think, yeah, like, is it bad? No, it's not bad doing 300 pests, 100 alarms, 60 solar. It pays the bills, <laughs> but there's so much growth left. Like, let's say, what's the industry record? 1600, I believe, right? By. Drew Hansen, or is it 1700? I think it's a little over. I, I can't remember the exact number, but I know Cody Olive beat out Drew for overall oh, really? revenue. So, okay. It's a little over 1.1 million, right? A little over 1.1 million in pest revenue. And if you do 300, and let's say that's the best you can ever do, there is so much gap to get better. And people are so fixated that they're good. <laughs> And that, that's crazy to me because learners are earners. And in this industry, you can learn from a first-year rep. You can, there's something you can learn from everyone. But I guarantee you, if someone's going to go on this podcast and they're going to say, oh, this guy only did 500. Michael's 1,000. Why would I listen to him? And, yes. <laughs> and oh there are so many little things that everyone can learn from everyone. Um, uh, I'll get more into the fixed and growth mindset through my story, but I'm going to kind of go on to what went right and wrong as a first-year rep. And for everyone that's listening as a first-year rep, do not do what I did. 
<laughs> um, first year, I was super excited. I, I went out. I, I trained a good amount. I went to Phoenix. Have you ever sold in Phoenix or Vegas? Yes, I've sold in Phoenix. I started in Phoenix last year in May. Dude, I, I shit you not. Like, I, my arms look like freaking pork rinds, bro. Like, eczema out the Yahoo. I'm like, what the hell? It's only May. I can't sell here all summer. Dude, I, people would say hola to me. I'm like, dude, I'm Asian. <laughs> but no, it gets hot out there. I think the hottest it was like 120 degrees one day. We didn't even have sales incentives that day. We had water bottle incentives. <laughs> but no, uh, first year I got hit so hard. It, it was a new industry. I got rejected. People were not as nice in Phoenix for some reason. <laughs> my favorite objection was you're letting my AC out <laughs> and closing the door. <laughs> and as an 18, like very young 19 year old, I, that fight or flight, I, I I flew, but I didn't fly back home because I was in like my house is in Virginia. I had no money, <laughs> so I stuck it out. Sixty-three counts. I had a good attitude though, my because my buddies would always say, "Man, if we were in any other market, we'd do so well." And I always said, and Mike Zaro is gonna remember this because I always preach it. I said, "This is a crazy like switchover market. I can tell switchovers are a little more difficult than you know new customers." If we can do decent here, we can crush any market that we can get into. And we got delusional in the first year we'll learn, second year we'll dominate. And that's because all our friends, like Wyatt Janning, Daniel Ferris, Kyle McCullough, they went out first year, did like 150 accounts, not terrible, and then did 250, 300 their second year. So that was our complete delusion. We thought anyone that comes back second year does 250 plus. And this book talks about that a lot. Russ, it's all in your head. I know you just ordered it. It talks about being delusional and manifesting it. For us, we were already team leaders, like, you know, the management system. We just weren't there yet. We knew we were going to be. It was just waiting till second year. And how many guys goes out first year, does decent, and goes out second year and does way better? Not a lot. Most people go like around the same. Yeah. And we were so, so like, oh, dude, I can't wait to go on the Hawaii trip. Oh, I can't do this. And it just happened. I mean, we obviously had to put in the work, but we were so delusional about it. And I'm going to get into when I was at the office, at our recruiting office, talking and being delusional with my buddy saying, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. My buddy Daniel Ferris comes up to me and goes, what makes you think you can quadruple your last summer going from 63 to, you know, 250? And man, that shit hit me so hard. <laughs> I'm an overthinker. So I overthought for like two days, just sitting down. <laughs> I'm thinking he's right. You know, like, well, how, I'm doing the same thing I did last year. What makes you think my results are going to be four times? So, and I'm glad he told me in like October, way before summer started. If he told me in like April, I would have been, I would have been freaking out. So starting October, dude, I was reading, I was listening to um, a crap ton of YouTube videos on different sales, like phone sales, door-to-door um, -door sales for Comcast, for solar, for security. I'm picking up the little details of their closes. Um, I, at the time, I had like 25 guys under me. So I was training every single one of them twice a week. So eight hours a day for, you know, Monday through Sunday, every single day I was training for like eight hours. 
So I'm like, if I can do this, I've 4X my time spent training, I can 4X my results. And I think so many people in this industry, just because they're now experienced reps or because now they're team like 250 reps, they can go do two or 500. Uh, after doing 150, they think they can do 300. But it's really not the case. Nothing changes. The year changed. That's about it. It's like, let's say, Rick, you start playing basketball, right? What's your sport of choice? Football. Okay. When was the first year you played? First year I played was my freshman year. Did you suck as much as I did? Did I suck <laughs> first year? <laughs> I mean, I sucked at first, but I got pulled yeah. up to varsity for playoffs. So I, I made. <laughs> Some progression. Okay, cool. So you're completely different than me. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> and and when you start a new sport in the beginning, you're, you you suck. You don't even know the rules. You don't even know the plays. You don't even know. I did. My coach first year playing football told me I was in the office of mine. It was um like little league seventh grade. He goes, Brian, go play. You know, go play linebacker now. I got into a three point stance. And the linebacker and five yards behind the line. <laughs> You're supposed to suck, and that's okay. <laughs> and going to the next year, I understood, like, hey, I got to watch some football. <laughs> like, I can't just go play linebacker and be in a three-point three stance. And doing my, you know, watching my NFL, my college football, getting, like, obsessed about that, doing push-ups as a seventh grader, you, I get – I got better. I got on the B team now and I'm crushing it. I'm like, you know, stronger than the average eighth grader. And it goes the same as like, it goes the same as summer sales. People expect to go straight into the next season with no training. Imagine like if Michael Jordan didn't train, he would never be the same. So I, I got to thank Daniel for that one. <laughs> like he, He's done a lot in my life where he just put me in my place. And that was probably like the number one thing. So do more in the off season. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Mental sales. That's all you need. Exactly. And health. It, 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 dude, health, health is a big one. I've, oh, I've been so important, dude. I think health is underappreciated. And I just talked to another guy over at Aptive, uh, August Johnson. He's the one who uh, wrapped uh, bug spray. Dude. Okay. And, he, and um, dude, it just comes down to it. Like you, your body's a machine. Let's oh, for say, sure. Let's let's just call it a Lambo. Like you aren't going to put some cheap gas in a Lambo, bro. Like no. So why, it's... why, why do we always go to Taco Bell, <laughs> all these shit places, and put shit in our body? I'm saying it because I've done it, bro. Like I've done it for, <laughs> for so, sure. and I've done it for so long, and it's, it's, dude, it's it's frustrating. Dude, sometimes <laughs> you don't have the money to eat healthy, and damn, yeah. I think. When I was 19, I had the same meal every single day for a year, other than like, you know, I'm going to my mom's house for holidays. And, and yeah, I mean, when you make a little, dude, health needs to be the first thing you got to fix. I mean, all the Taco Bells, you're right. It's terrible for you. Like, I heard McDonald's don't even like rot. It stays the same. Yep. <laughs> but anyways, and that's, that's so important. And I'll kind of go over the trainings that completely changed me that first year to second year. Yeah. Cause going from 63 to doing th 250, 
it was pretty dang good. I mean, yeah. it was a four X. Um, do you know Christian Ludwig by any chance? I've heard I've heard the name before. Don't okay. Know he used to work with Active. Mm-hmm. He started his own company out in Arizona. Mm-hmm. When he ran a sales training in at ECU, it was a little classroom. I I believe I was yeah I was a second year rep. He told me or he told the group he's like, do you guys know what the intro intro is to like the experience guy? None of us raised our hands, and he's like. This is the most important part of our pitch. So I started writing notes, like the most important part. And he goes, What's, he goes, um, I forget who it was. He goes, Someone, come up. Let me hear your pitch. It's bum, bum, bum. Hey, how are you? I'm, I'm, you know, Brian. I'm with Active, right? He goes, Wrong. The first thing you need to say is, you know, Hey, I love your dog. How big is it? Or, Hey, I love your car. Is that 1967 Camaro or is it the 68? And in my head, I was like, why the hell is he talking about, you know, cars, dogs? Like, we, got, we have money to make, you know, that young, young mindset. And he goes, if you can take 30 seconds every door and make sure people understand that you're a human being, not a sales rep, this job won't be sales. You'll be just signing people up. And, dude, it's crazy, crazy how... Whenever someone follows me around, shadows me, they say the same things. Dude, Brian's neighborhood is easy. Dude, Brian only gets laydowns. Dude, Brian makes sales because he's funny. <laughs> and that first 30 seconds, it's a layup. I've had sales where, and, and when you talk about that first part, you have to be so genuine. Don't get me wrong. I feel like there's so many people that are so not genuine about that, like, you know, small talk. Like, hey, I love your jacket. By the way, I'm I'm Brian. It's like, yeah. Hey, I love that jacket. Where'd you get it, bro? Literally, like during during role plays, it's literally just a role play. Like, we talk about it, and th- this happens with a lot of first year reps and even like experienced reps. You're like, mm-hmm. hey, what's up? H- how you doing? And then like before the, your your person you're role playing with responds, oh, I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? They go straight into their presentation. Exactly. And I'm getting flown out to Active or to Utah next week to do a uh-huh. training video. And, dude, I don't think they're ready because I'm going to be talking <laughs> about this dog for, like, 45 seconds. <laughs> but, no, it is so important to be genuinely interested in something they love. If they have an old-school car, you know, damn well, that's their baby. And if it's a guy, if someone has a big, you know, cute-looking dog and, and the lady comes out, that's her baby. And if they actually have a baby – that's like crawling next to the door. That's their baby. <laughs> and after that, it's like, hey, I'm the bug guy, like the neighborhood bug guy. And it's so much easier to pitch. When I knock, it's like, I think I had 500 laydowns last year. Because <laughs> I don't even, I don't even entertain the ones that are like, hey, what do you want? I'm like, you know what? Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, have a good day. I just exactly. wanted to smile. Exactly. And bro, I think you're, you're touching on something that is very, it's, it's not talked about much. And it's, no, the it's fact not. That, and it's the fact that the, the way I see it is everything is emotional currency. Like the amount of emotion mm-hmm. you're willing to invest, because we only have so much bandwidth that we're able mm-hmm. to give out. Sales takes up a lot of that bandwidth. And if you're using all your bandwidth on somebody that's going to mess with your day, Right. Like For Taylor sure. McCarthy says that he who angers me controls me. 
if you spend ah. if, if you spend time with that person that's a dick that's you know like oh what do you want you know and you give it as and you go hard right to try and get them and you don't get them what happens you carry that over to the next house next door that, yeah that, that person is now living in your head rent free and they're taking up your bandwidth 100% that nah, dude i think that mindset of you're welcome so our, our vp or i guess yeah our vp james graves he reminds me of the rock right <laughs> bulk but um he always says have that mindset of you know the moana song like you're welcome <laughs> like you're welcome i'm here and that mindset has to carry on every single door whether it's you know a nice lady and you're giving her a genuine discount and it has to go against with the guy that comes out all angry like hey what do you want get off my porch so you know what you don't deserve me I could have said you're welcome for coming here and giving you great pest control, great solar opportunity, great security. But you know what? You don't deserve it or you can't afford it. And that mindset next door is so much better. Because let's say I sell him, but I'm pissed off. I'm ruining the rest of my day. So exactly. it doesn't even make sense for it me to sell him. It doesn't make sense. It's taking up your mental bandwidth. It's taking up your emotional currency. You just invested so much emotion Mm-hmm. and action in that person that now you have less to give at the next door. And I think rookies can learn so much from that than experienced guys. Experienced guys, they're better at channeling their emotion. You know what I mean? Rookies, they go out, they've really never been rejected other than you know going to the bar with girls or I guess yeah. for girls, I don't know what they get rejected for. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's better for them because now they're thinking, you know, I'm the badass. You, you, I don't, you don't deserve me. Next door. I'd rather have my rookie say that than say, Brian, this guy yelled at me and I tried pitching him and he didn't listen. How can I get better? Next door, dude. <laughs> exactly. Next door. It's, it's the concept of abundance. Like, you aren't going to sell every door. If you are a mm-hmm. first-year rep, listen up. You're not going to yep. sell everybody. Accept it. Unless you're Brigham Lindsay. Unless you're Brigham Lindsay. <laughs> Dude, have you heard? His best, like, back-to-back-to-back uh, to back to back was 17 in a row. Yeah, dude, I, I can't do that. That's absolutely fucking insane. My best day is 18. <laughs> Bro, I think my best day was like 13. And that's like, I was on fire, bro. <laughs> I was like. I can't imagine selling 17 back to back to back to back to back. That's insane. Bro, Drew Hansen and Cody Olive sold 17 almost every single day. 15 to 20 every single day. Like. <sighs> they're impressive. <laughs> they're something else. I've and seen it, them and they have good contract values too. Yeah, they have really good contract value. So it just goes down to understanding, I guess, just the sales IQ. It's, again, going back into the offseason. Like, you train as hard as you can during the offseason because you, you can't expect to get to your first day in the area and flip the switch. And you're like, all right, no. beast mode. No, bro, no. like, no, it's, it's not. You can't. <sighs> and I love the rookies that tell me, oh, dude, it's just because it's me and you. If I'm on the doors and I can be myself, I, I guarantee my pitch will sound better. I'm like, no, it won't. <laughs> no, it won't. Rookies, you know if you're listening, you need to be able to pitch your manager full confident, resolve ace close, whatever you need to do in solar, whatever you need to do in you know security before you get on the doors. <laughs> not just you that, won't poop your pants. Not just that, but I want to take it one step further. I had a rep, dude. 
that would not take a call with me in the car or around me because they were so worried that I would nitpick and critique what they were saying over the phone. Back to the fixed and the growth mindset. It's like, bro, like I'm trying to help you. Help you. Exactly. Exactly. It's because they're uncomfortable. They, They think they're good. They don't want to be told otherwise. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. And in their head, they're like, hey, I'm good at this job. But if he's if you're listening in, the 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 clothes that he used that he thinks is good, maybe isn't, and he's so scared of that. So rookies, even experienced reps, if you're listening, dude, criticism is the greatest thing ever. It really is. It comes down to this. If if they didn't care, they wouldn't tell you. Exactly. So, no one is out to get you. Like, I'm so glad we're talking about this. No, hundred <laughs> percent. No one. I get frustrated about that. Cool. Uh, and then going into my next sales training that completely changed me was, do you know Wyatt Janning, Ricky? Okay, yes, so he's yes, my I, dude. I love Wyatt, dude. I follow him on Instagram on the meme page, <laughs> personal page, dude. Shout out to Wyatt, Wyatt, please. <laughs> Can, can, I, can I get you on, bro? <laughs> yeah, he needs to be on the podcast. I'll, I'll let him know. I'll put you guys in a group chat. I uh, know. <laughs> but um, Wyatt's my, I guess, soon-to-be regional manager divisional right now. And he goes, Brian, let's train. And I believe this was going into my second so yeah, second year as well. He goes, I want to see you do well. Let's train. I want to teach you how to close. I was like, okay. I, I pitched in front in the middle of our recruiting office with people, you know, playing pool, ping pong. And when I tell you, he critiqued me for like 30 minutes saying, fix this, fix that, fix this, fix that. Shook, I thought I was good. <laughs> and the biggest thing he, he critiqued me on was you talk too much. I was like, yeah. what do you mean? He goes, and Brandon Bailey says this too. He goes, it's, pest control it's about 500 bucks for the whole year we sell in hot cities what more do they need to know we get rid of bugs it's 500 bucks it's guaranteed yeah and that's when that's when it started hitting like hitting like you're right it's it's 500 bucks like right right now 500 bucks to get rid of one of your problems not bad right like no it's not bad no it's it's not it's it's 500 bucks and it's not even like we pay all of it up front. It's like one twenty-five, you know, a year or a quarter. And when he explained it, he's like, "Dude, just close after price. It's bugs. We get rid of bugs. This is the price. What more do you need to hear?" And if they say no, explain the service. Explain what they're getting out of it. And I'm like, "Holy fucking shit! <laughs> You're right." And I was like, "What do you? Can you can you show me what you mean?" And do you ever feel so uncomfortable, like because you're in sales, that someone close, someone's heart closing you so much that you're just feeling uncomfortable? Yeah, he closed me like time. 22 times, <laughs> and and now I teach it so much that that's the easiest way to get good at this job and make this job easier. So many people in this industry make this job hard. They want to, sh- and I, I had this mindset when I was a rookie. I wanted to say the full pitch. So I know that I can say it. Yeah. I wanted the customer to know, hey, this guy knows his stuff. This guy knows his pitch. <laughs> but 
But now it's like, dude, just shut off the clothes. Yeah, exactly. And we, we hear it all the time. Like, we've been there where that's the only thing we want them to know. It's like, oh, I know exactly what I'm talking about. And what yeah, do they exactly. say? And what do they say, bro? They're like, oh, no, like, you know, we're just not interested. But you did really great. You got something <laughs> else. Like, oh, bro, my you don't God. Get paid for <laughs> My favorite is, but you're a great salesman. <laughs> no, I'm fucking not. If I were a good salesman, you'd be inside running to grab exactly. credit card. Exactly. Go get your card if I'm a good salesman. Yeah, for real. Dude, I can't tell you, dude. One time, there, this one guy was like, dude, you're really persistent, man. Like, I like you. Like, you're, you're, you're a great salesman, but I'm just, like, not interested. Like, I'll pass. Like, I tell my like, dude, if I were really a great salesman, you would have been inside grabbing your credit card 10 minutes ago. Dude. And this he happened. got so pissed. <laughs> and as a good, if, I, I love when people are in sales and they're like, you know, you're a good salesman. I'm like, if you were a good salesman, you would buy if you think I'm a good salesman. Good salesmen buy from good salesmen. Exactly. I'm on 75 hard, and this Girl Scout cookies girl is pitching me on freaking Girl Scout cookies. And I'm trying to explain to this little girl why I'm not allowed to have Girl Scout cookies. And it is the hardest thing I've ever done because she's so. And, it, and this young mindset is so, so cool. They don't care. They don't care you're on a diet. All they're thinking is buy my freaking cookie. And she keeps saying, eat it after. Give it to your mom. Give it to your girlfriend. Give it to your brother. I'm like, damn, she's right. <laughs> so I bought freaking six boxes. And I had my homie buy $300 for it. <laughs> Damn. And he was on a deep cleanse. I'm like, dude, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Just, just and, cookies. And it was so, so funny. She she wouldn't take no for an answer. And she was a good salesman. I was like, you know what? I'm I know I'm a good salesman. I'm gonna reward you. Yeah, that way, real. maybe years down the road, you'll understand, you know, mm-hmm. that's how you gotta do sales, you know, be persistent. But I no, think, I think I think I think that's just a concept of anything in life. You just gotta be hundred percent. Yep. People fail to, or people give up too early. In anything, bro. Like this is one of the things that I hate because, like, I have a lot of friends who aren't in the sales uh, world. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of really, really good friends from back home, and they're like, they see everything that I'm doing with 75 hard, and they're like, "Dude, mm-hmm. I respect that. You know, like I'm proud of you. Like I look up to you. You inspired me." And I'm like, "No, like I don't. Shut the shut the hell up and go do it yourself. Like you can do so much better." It's no, hundred like, percent. This, this 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 isn't just for me. This is for everyone no seriously i'm gonna get into that too like the like we have our sales friends and then we obviously have friends that we grew up with yeah and like how different it is i want to get into that later but um as far as closing goes dude close on interest close early and close often there's no reason it's getting you closer to the you know end goal the credit card if they say after if i close after price and they're like ah i don't want it why now and then I ask why, and they tell me I don't see bugs. I can go from there now instead of rambling on, rambling on, and then them tell me later I have no arsenal to kind of like you know resolve that concern, ace it, and then close it again. So exactly. if you're a rookie, and, if you're oh, keep going. And, th- and that's what it is like. Your your closing is asking for the business. You're asking them. Yep for a transaction you have yep. an, you have a problem i have a solution let's make a deal i agree to take care of this for you i agree to facilitate the service 
you mm-hmm. agree just to pay us every so often. Like that's 100%. what it is. Like, don't be afraid. Simple. Like, simple. Like, Hey, so tomorrow work for you. You get yeah, it's like having a maid service. I'll come clean. You pay me. I'll yeah, come take care of your bugs. You pay me. Exactly. Let's, and and I, I love the, I love my clothes. Dude, let's get it done. <laughs> like, what are we done. waiting for? Exactly. I, I literally hit my iPad. Dude, let's get it done. Can you fill that out? <laughs> but I'm smiling so much because we're getting to our favorite, favorite topic, mindset. Let's do it. I, I know you'll love I, it. Okay. I, I, and I, I know this, this is how we connected. Yeah. <laughs> Through that one post I said, um, you know, everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone brags about doing six in like three hours, but all I heard was you only sold six. And I yeah. guarantee you, if Drew, who sells 17 a day, hears that, he's like, dude, you freaking sold six. What are you happy about? <laughs> and for sure, guys that are listening, six is good. Yeah, six, 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 good. six, six in three hours is good, bro. <laughs> like, Oh, that was like my 4th of July and my first summer summer yeah. without him. I was like, hell yeah, yeah dude. Six is, six is good. But um, no, we'll kind of get into that. My my good friend, Andy. Do you know Andy Holmes? Yes, I know Andy Holmes. Okay. There's a quote that he said that I that is like hands down my favorite quote. I'm thinking about getting like quotes tattooed on my arms, like my favorite quotes. And I swear, if I do that, I think I'm going to put his quote on it with his name. Oh, <laughs> dude, it's and it hits you so hard. One man's hard work is another man's lazy. Yeah, and let that sink in. It's I I've had days where I'm like, oh my god, I worked so hard. I I knocked 150 doors. I only took an hour lunch. I got on the doors at 10:30. I, I knocked till nine. Holy crap! Today was a you know good day working hard. And then you're on the phone with Andy. He says, how many doors you knock? 150. I knocked 360. So funny thing about me and Andy is um, my team played against his team two years ago when him and Kellon both did right around 1,000. I think he did 1,000. Yeah. Kellon did 900. And his cousin or something, Austin Beezer, did like five, 600. When we were a pretty damn good team. We were number eight in the company. We were, we were putting up good PRAs. We just couldn't believe the numbers they were putting up. Dude, I think Andy put up like 50 in three days. Andy and Kellogg. And what's the first mindset? I had a loser mindset. What's the first thing that people think? They're cheating, right? And yeah. that, that's the first thing that popped up at dinner. Dude, there's no way they're cheating. And I'm like, I'm the same way. I'm like, dude, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, I think so too. I put up 30 in three days. I, I don't know how to do 15 to three days. <laughs> That's insane. And I get on the phone with Andy, I believe a couple months later to learn. And I'm like, Hey man, be honest with me. Like, I'm okay with it. Did you guys cheat? And he sends me over a screenshot of their knocks and sales. I have like, uh, I have the chills right now because every single one of their guys knocked over 300 that day. Damn. Dude, I was so ashamed when I posted in our group chat. I literally said, I was like, guys, we're losers. <laughs> Not only are we losers, but we didn't even take losing correctly. We got completely outworked. And we were, we, in our minds, we were working, dude. We were on the doors at like 10 o'clock 
having like 30 an hour lunch, knocking to, you know, past dark. Everyone's knocking around 200 doors. And we thought, no way. They, like, they had to be cheating. We had to have matched their level of effort. And they completely crushed us. And that goes a lot because I got a lot of phone calls last summer about, you know, hey, Brian, what's working for you this year? You're, you're crushing it, you know? I'm like, what are your knocking hours? And this is my favorite because I know, I know everyone's knocking hours. You can tell by the, by, by the numbers of, you know, sales they make. They, they're like, oh, I get on the doors 10, 30, 11, which means 11. <laughs> I, I get to lunch, you know, 3 to 4, which means they're back on the doors at 4.30. They're finished with lunch at 4. Yep. And then, you know, I knock till, you know, 9, which means they're done at 8.30. They're home by 9. Right? <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, that's your problem. Like, how, much are, how many are you selling every day? You know, like, you know, five, four. I'm like, you're missing about three to like three hours every day on the doors. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I get on the doors at like 9.30 or 9, 9.30, which means 9.30. <laughs> but, you know, I have those days. I'm, at, I'm on the doors at nine. Um, I don't take lunch. So that means I don't take a lunch. <laughs> and I mean, some days I, I will get a, grab a quick snack. If I'm really hungry, grab some water or monster and I'm out as soon as that's done. And I think it was like 15 minutes or 20 minutes past dark. That was my rule. And during the summer or during one day, I have about two and a half to three hours more than an average sales rep. During the whole year, I have 250 hours to 300 hours on everyone. If I sell, if I'm, a, I'm not the best salesman. Like I'm not Drew who can go out and pop off probably seven in an hour or like six in an hour. I'm like on a good day, one every 40 minutes. So for me to have 300 extra hours, oh wow, that math is tough. I wish I said one every hour. <laughs> but basically what I'm saying is you have so many more sales left in the full summer if you just sacrifice two hours more a day yes and so okay let's 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 talk about this let's let's break this down because we we can say it all day but let's really break it down if you were to really do that what what does your day look like dude i'm freaking out i'm like if i'm not on the doors my anxiety's through the roof i have really bad anxiety during summer mm -hmm. and i'm i'm not gonna lie my one rep i had last year my best friend he had it really hard because he was in, I was in the complete mindset of you're either with me or you're against me. Yeah. If you're late to my car, I'm leaving you, charge me for the Uber. If you are, if you're like, oh, give me a second, it better be one second. Mm -hmm. um, like there was nothing. It, we had morning meetings at 7.38. Like I, we started at 7.30. Oh, damn. Uh, I believe Sorry. we finished that. <laughs> You're good. I know. That's crazy. Other people in the industry are like, dude, solar or security, they hear that. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and um, 7.30, and we finished around 8.30, you know, grab your shit on the doors or leave by 9. And I'm usually there at 9.30. 9.30, I, I love going like an hour earlier because the regular hours are 10.30, right? You start at 10.30. I love having that hour because if I make a sale, I'm ahead of the curve. If I don't make a sale, 
I'm still ahead of the curve because the the you know the numbers I've already got rid of all my nose. And now when you start and you're just starting with your numbers, I've had a full hour of nose. And I can now get my yeses when you just started your hour of nose. And if if I pop off and I put, you know, let's say three in that hour, I'm having myself a day. I gave myself a big old handicap. I'm up three zero with the world. And it's so much easier. It's it's great for guys with anxiety. I, I, I truly believe going an hour early, early helps with anxiety so much because if, if you get zero, it's like, okay, I'm okay. If you get a couple, that anxiety is gone too. It's like, okay, I can make sales now. And Exactly. And it's, it's just pro – you're just accepting the inevitable so much quicker instead of, I mean, trying to escape the inevitable, which is you're going to have anxiety. Like I have anxiety. I grew up with, with anxiety and depression my entire life, right? Me too. Um, have you had like, panic attacks yet? Dude, I dude, I've had panic attacks, bro. Like so we'll, reason, we'll get into that. <laughs> bro, pan, panic attacks during the summer. Dude, I've had more panic attacks during the off season this year than I've ever had in like in all my summers combined. And all my years of selling combined because of this one thing is and, and I heard this quote the other day, as soon as you accept the worst case scenario, you have nothing to lose. I would never accept my worst case scenario. I would always go best case scenario. And when I didn't get best case scenario, bro, what does that do? It brings your confidence and brings everything down. As men, what do we normally do? Especially men of ethnic background. We don't show weakness. We're taught not to show weakness because our parents and our, you know, our, I guess, line of family had it so much harder. Like, so what do we do? We bottle that shit in and you can only shake that bottle so much, bro. And then I'm with you. So I'm with you, it, dude. And it's, and it's so, it's so freaking crazy that, that you say that because it, you have an hour of warm up, whether you make a sale, literally dude, it, it helps. If you, you're doing at the beginning this year, right? Or pest. Uh, yeah. Okay. Pest. Try it out, dude. If, if you do have anxiety, it is so nice. Having it's, it's hour of just going around, getting rejected and you're, and you love, I, I love it. It's like, even if I get rejected, it's so nice. Um, so my anxiety comes from 10, 10, 10, 10. And that goes on my next, um, next quote. My mom is the, I swear she has never knocked the door. She doesn't know the industry. She is so smart. She's her quotes, her, the things that she taught me is where I am today. And the first thing she said was Brian. And you know how it is. It's, this job, when you tell your parent, especially as an 18-year-old who's you know living under their roof, they don't like it. They're like, why would you go door-to-door in Phoenix? It sounds like mm-hmm. a you know, pyramid scheme. It sounds like <laughs> there's no way you can make that much. So my mom started with that. It, it, she didn't start it with pyramid scheme. She said, are you sure? Are you sure this is like the best route for you? I, I, I'm concerned you're going to go out and make no money or get scammed. I'm like... Mom, the worst thing that could happen is uh, I go out there, I explore Phoenix, and come come home. <laughs> like, or that's the worst case possible. And she's like, "Okay, cool. I'll let you do it. But if you're gonna do it, you're doing this shit for three years." And I was like, "Why?" I was like, in my head, I was like, "Dude, this is gonna be a career. I don't care. Let's do it. Three years." First year after doing sixty accounts, it was so easy for me to quit. You know, that's not that much money, bro. 
I could have gotten a server job and that could have made more. Yeah. And my mom goes, nope, you said you started this shit. You're finishing, finishing it. Third year is when I made my first six figures. It's crazy how that lady just knows exactly what, it, like what to say. Yeah. And, and later on, she goes, Brian, I told you that because I know you're never good at anything off the bat. You're a slow ride. You're, oh. you're good at learning it. You, are, you, like, you have that mindset of wanting to be the best. And this comes from when I was little, we went to a water park and you know, those little, you know, surfing, surfing things. Yeah. Like the, and she goes, I saw you go on that thing as a, as like a 10, 11 year old for eight hours straight. <laughs> she goes, if you like something and, and you stick with it, you're going to figure it out. And she goes, that's why I told you to do it for three years. And then the, kind of going back into it, my mom I believe second and third year, she she noticed I do ten, I do double digits any playoff, any any cup, any playoff, any like playoff mm -hmm. master, and because she calls me every day, she's like, "How'd you do?" And I always tell her. She goes, "Why the fuck don't you do it every single day in the off season <laughs> before last year?" Literally, she goes, "Why the fuck aren't you doing ten every single day?" That's when it hit. I'm like, "Holy shit! I can do ten every single day. I can do double digits every single day." And every morning when we do our goals, it'd be, Brian, what do you want? 10. Brian, what do you want? 10. Brian, what do you want? 10. And that level of anxiety is actually what got me. It's 10's not, I, I want to say 10's hard, but it's not a low number where it's easy to do. You can, it's not something you can just go out, half-ass it, and do it. 10's like you got to yeah, be course. focused. Yeah, for real. And so from 9.30 till 12, I'd be around three sales. From 12 to 3, I'd be at around 5. From 5 to 7, I'd be around like 7 sales. And then around 6, like 6.30, 7 o'clock, I'd be at 10 sales almost every normal day. If I'm having a crappy day, uh, you know. Yeah. And what's crazy is my mental focus eased up as soon as I got to 10. There were days I was at 10 before like 3. And I'd finish with 11 or 12. Because my anxiety was gone. So I actually love my anxiety a little. There's part of me that hate it. There's part of me that love it. That anxiety gives me focus in my brain to say, you need 10, go get 10. What sucks is my anxiety needs to go to, I need to focus every hour of the day. And that's what I'm focusing this year. Because when I'm at 10, my day is based, my day's not done as in I'm physically still knocking, but right here it's done. So yeah, I'll get the gimmies, I'll get the laydowns, but the ones that I have to work for, I can't because right here is finished. And it's something I love that my mom said. I, I freaked out this past year. I had a panic attack. So I, I called my mom. It was like a Saturday. I was like, mom, I'm flying you out. Get at the airport. Go to the airport right now. Like pack your bags, go to the airport. You're coming over. My brother was my service pro. I think he was, he got in trouble for not wearing his goggles or something. Yeah. And the branch manager was thinking about firing him. And it just was a lot of stress. I was going for a 60 week and I, I had so many phone calls. I ended up not doing it. I did 56, I believe. And I called my mom, like, come out. I can't, like, I can't, I, I got to get out of work. I just got to focus on just, you know, having not fun, but like just like 
but re, time. Re, re, recentering yourself. Exactly. Like, just kind of getting away from it for a second. I fly her out, and we have our 30 weeks, 20 weeks, like those polos, right? I wear my 30-week polo to the airport. My mom touches in. She's, she gives me a hug. She gives my brother a hug. Looks at me dead in the eye. And she's the, she sees the 30 on the freaking side. I don't know how yeah. that lady sees it. It's all black. She goes, when the fuck did you only do 30 in a week? <laughs> <laughs> in my head, I'm like, mom, my best week before this year was 30. <laughs> she's just thinking in her head. You did 50 your first week. You did 45 or something your second week. When the fuck did you do 30? And why didn't you tell me? <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, dude, this is making, I don't, I don't know the quick math, it's like making eight grand in a week. Yeah. Like, lady, you make minimum wage. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what man. is wrong with you? So I love that about her, though. I really, truly do. She, she accepts me with the accomplishments that I have. But she calls out every flaw, every weakness that I have. And I think we as sales reps don't have that enough. I think we're too, you know, oh, you're doing awesome. You know, dude, 250, that's yeah. great. But reality doesn't hit people as often as my mom hits me. <laughs> <laughs> and 250 is great for a first-year rep. 500 is great for a second-year rep. My mom last week or two weeks before, she goes, hey, I, I was looking over, I was cleaning up, I was looking over your trophies or, you know, the plaques. It says 500. I thought you did seven. <laughs> Dude. How about the phone? I'm like, I did 500. I'll, 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 do, I'll, I'll do 1,000 this year, mom. <laughs> she goes, you fucking better. Oh my God. She goes, what? You did 500 last year? She goes, no wonder my allowance is, you know, X, Y, Z. <laughs> you didn't make shit. <laughs> I love her to death. I mean, it's, it's the punch that we need, though. It really is. It's, it's the smack in the mouth that everyone needs to hear. Like 400, cool. Good job. But is that the best? Like, there's guys going 1700. It's 400 the best you can do. Yeah. Right? That, there's so much to think about with potential. And oh, God, oh, God, this is my favorite thing. And you guys need to listen up right here because this is what completely changed my life. Gay cured. If, you know, when I'm right before death, if someone ever tells me, oh, Brian, what was the greatest thing? Like, who impacted you the most in your life? With your success, like, who do you have to think? It's him. I believe I was 22 at the time. He was 20 or 21. And when you're that young, that one or two-year gap is huge. You know? Yeah. Like in huge. high school, imagine, like, you know, senior and junior. Like, it's, you're, like, eight months apart. But seniors, they think they're so old. And it's still the same around that 20, like, early 20. This kid did around 220 accounts in April in St. Louis for preseason. I go up to him. I did 65 or 70. I go up to him. I said, damn, dude, you made like 45 grand. That's sick. And in my head, because I, I thought my 15,000 was dope. I was like, man, I'm badass. 
she looks at me dead in the eyes and goes, you're Brian, right? I'm like, yeah, Brian Jenkins. I was like, cool. This kid knows me. He goes, I don't give a fuck about $45,000, dollars $100,000. I'm thinking seven figures. I want to be a billionaire. And when I, like, when I first heard it, I was like, damn, pick us. You're welcome. Or thank you could have been nice, motherfucker. <laughs> He's my good friend. Um, and then I really thought about it. So I asked him, the, my next question was, what's the difference between me and you? He said, let me see your stats. So I showed him my stats and he said, you're a good salesperson. Like pound for pound, you're good. You're, you're just as good as me, as me, if not just like right underneath. I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, what's the difference? He goes, well, how much do you want to make this year? I was like, my die goes $100,000. My goal is to make $150,000. He goes, you'll make $100,000 on the dot. I was like, what's your goal? He goes, I want to make half a million. I want to make four hundred, like half a million dollars. I want to do a thousand. And I was like, okay. So you didn't answer. Like my question, he goes, you'll do a hundred thousand dollars to yourself because that is your die goal. That is your desire. Your hundred fifty is complete bullshit. That's what you want. Your desire and your like your full long commitment is a hundred thousand dollars. And that's exactly what I did. Like on the dot. To the yeah. T, if not like a little bit off, like by like, and we kept in touch all, like throughout the summer, throughout the years. And he, he told me, he goes, people don't understand the true, true, like, um, power in the word desire. And I think now I've won up to him because he tells me, you know, you got to figure out why you're doing things, why you're doing this. Now how I teach my guys, and I don't do a lot of sales training. I do mindset training because I believe in pest control. I think pest control is the easiest place to learn sales. Whatever company you're with, honestly, nowadays, they have decent training. I mean, I still believe Active has one of the better ones because there's so many dang people. <laughs> but um, I teach mindset because if you know why you're doing this job, why you're alive, I ask that a lot. Do you know why you're alive? Have you ever thought about that, Ricky? Uh, if no. God brought you down, if God came down and said, hey, Ricky, you know how amazing heaven is? I'll take you straight there. Yeah. And, and I guess in, in that spiritual aspect, yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm saying not in the spiritual aspect, but oh. in the re reality aspect. The if reality? God comes down and says, I'll take you right up there. It's the best place. I mean, dude, it's heaven. Yeah. What is that one thing you're going to tell God? Wait I have unfinished business here. And that's your purpose in life. That's true. And that is your purpose in life. Because how I look at life is, dude, it's so pointless. We're on this so-called earth. We're living this so-called life that always ends. And our you know, real life is going to be in you know, the heaven. What's the point of this life? And if he were to come down and take me right there, why am I going to stay? And when you realize that, your life changes. And so many kids come out. I call it the movie script. Why? You know, my my family's broke. Like I'm talking yeah. broke, broke. Uh, if it wasn't for my aunt, homeless. So people think, oh, Brian's working so hard because 
his family needs help. And that would be a great movie if, you know, whatever, uh, if the director came by and was like, hey, I want to make a movie about your life. What should it be? Uh, I'm poor. I worked hard. I got rich. That'd be a great movie. And that's not why I get up in the morning. I, I hope, God, I hope my mom's not listening. I don't give a fuck if my family's poor or not. That doesn't get me out of bed. I mean, that might get me out of bed, but that doesn't get me out of bed when I don't want to work. So people need, people need to understand their true why versus a movie script ride that just makes sense. My why last year was everyone around me that, you know, I was doing average around 300 accounts. Everyone thought, every other 300 level rep thought they were the same like level as me. And I'm like, dude, I half acid and I can do 300. And I wanted to make sure that they understood that I was better. So I, when my true desire was when I get to Utah for our award ceremony, I wanted people to know me. I wanted people to say, that's Brian Jank. And that's what drove me, not because my family's poor. And you have to ask yourself, why am I doing it? Why am I alive? All that. And it's got to get deep. I'm talking like tears got to come out. <laughs> you have to get so deep in it. I've cried in my car just thinking about it. Like you have to get so true to yourself about that desire. Dude, you're absolutely right, man. It's not just – and then it, it, your why becomes who you are. The why's will only get you so far. Right? 100%. Now 100%. Who you're becoming, mm-hmm. who you're who you're looking to emulate, who you're trying to replicate, who you're trying to become. The why is just the first step. Every dude, this is so wild that you talk about this. Cause for the longest time, it's like, okay, like I have my why. This is my why. But you're right, dude. Some days you don't want to roll out of bed. Some days you want to stay yeah. in. And it doesn't matter yeah. how strong your why is, unless you are the person that gets out of bed and goes and does the shit that they need to yep. do. You're gonna stay in that bed all day, bro. Yep. And I, I love saying, I love this. It's not a quote, but it's when you look in the mirror, are you the person that's doing a thousand? Are you the, are you the person that's doing 500? Are you the person that's doing 250 as a rookie, 300 as a rookie, 400 as a rookie? Like when you look in the mirror, do you deserve it? And are you doing everything you can to be that person that deserves a thousand, deserves 500, deserves 750? And people think just because their goal is 750 that they're going to sell 750. No, you have to become the guy that sells 1,000 accounts, 700 accounts, 800 accounts. And it's, there's so much to think about right there. Yeah. And I love that topic about you know, like really getting true to yourself, about thinking about what you deserve in life, why you're doing it. But let's see. I want to get a little bit into leadership because this year I've changed my point of view completely. And I think there's a lot of first year or, you know, beginner leaders out there that could really use this. I've managed two teams, like two full teams, dude. My second year after I, like the year after I did 60 accounts, I recruited 20 guys. Damn. I know. Like, I don't know what I was I had no paychecks to prove, but I was, I was recruiting, I recruited 20 guys. And then the year after I got, uh, everyone left and I recruited 30 new guys. And I've never had success with leading 
But I feel like there's a same there's there's this one thing that's holding everyone back. We as this industry look at people as money, as a dollar sign. Yep. And there's so many times when people know this guy shouldn't really sell. People know that this guy is going to be a cancer to the team. And they bring him out anyways. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, my because, gosh, dude. Because, because all, they're, all they're thinking is, oh, man, dude, if it's an extra two grand, it's two grand. But what they don't know is, yeah, let's say you make two grand off this kid, but you're it's hurting these bad. guys. No, worth you're- it, bro. Going back to the emotional current, some people aren't worth the headache. It's not worth your mental it's state. Not. It's not. It worth really the isn't. It's not worth the additional anxiety. For me, this is how I see it. I already suffer with anxiety. I already have exactly. I have panic attacks. Why would I want to add a, an external factor to not just give me more anxiety, but maybe possibly give me like a worse panic attack than I've had? Like no, hundred no, percent. No amount of money is worth that, bro. And not just 100%. that, but. But then now you're bringing other people into the equation. That's where real selfishness comes in. It's like, dude, like you want to make your money. You want to make your best guy's money. But if you're bringing somebody on that isn't going to do well, doesn't fit with the culture, doesn't fit with the vibe, yep. you're bringing everybody else down. That means your earnings yes. are going that much lower. Yes. And, and honestly, when it comes to recruiting, I don't look at a dollar sign. I, I de- depend completely on my personal sales and my income. I don't even, my, as you know, like the overrides, I don't even calculate that into my, you know, goal income because it's what, if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I, I don't mind it. But the quote, don't hire to make money, hire to change someone's life. This year, Everyone, everyone's so focused on, oh, I'm going to get 30 guys. I want to get 25 guys. But, and that's all because I want to make X amount of money. But this year, I have eight guys. I just had, I had nine, and I just had one guy left, and I'll get into that. I'm not here to do you know, 30 guys, you know, 4,000, 5,000 accounts. I'm here to get every single guy a step closer to their goal and to their why in life. If that's 15 guys that I can help, that's 15 guys. If that's three guys that I can help, that's three guys. It's how emotionally connected are you with these guys? Exactly. How much do you actually care about them? The money, exactly. is, the money is always a byproduct of the value that you bring. 100%. The value that you bring to somebody's life is it's life changing. Like, I don't yep. know. I don't know how much simpler to put it, but if you don't understand life changing, take 10 minutes and uh, try and break that down. And yep. this is for, this is for everybody listening. Like what is mm-hmm. life changing to you? You yep. can bring so, that life changing event opportunity to somebody like for sure and when i do my first meetings it's it's really it's you know it's an interview process but it's it's me selling myself on can i give this kid my full attention can i love this kid and will i do anything to help him be successful and if that doesn't cut it if i feel like he's number one telling me everything i want to hear or number two just wants to be quote unquote rich. I, I'm not going to have that empathy. I'm not going to want to, it's not that I'm not going to want to help him. 
I'm not going to care as much when all he's saying is, oh, I want to be rich. I want to be, I want to buy a McLaren. There's so many guys like that. But if this kid comes to me and, you know, I've noticed that a lot of the guys that that's working with me this year is, are guys I know. And they're talking about, hey, I know, as you know, my you know, good friend of mine, Tim, my mother died, you know, in high school through cancer. And, and he's Korean. And in the Korean society, they're very, you know, chit-chatty, the adults. And he goes, I know the adults don't think I'm going anywhere in life. And I want to just be able to say F that. Yeah. And when he said that, it was, I know exactly how that feels. Because I'm Asian, dude. The stereotype is go to college, be a doctor. <laughs> I dropped out of college after one semester. And I'm knocking door-to-door pest control. That is not an Asian, Asian job. <laughs> So I completely felt him. When when he said it, I thought to myself, I'm going to fucking get you there. And yeah. that's me selling my – and I took him out to dinner and we're, we're having – you know, it's a good time. Completely. I, I sold myself that I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to read books to help, you know, be a better leader for him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to train him twice, three times a week if I have to. And I guarantee you my eight guys that I genuinely love, that I can tell you their girlfriend's name, their, um, their fa- family history, their, the reason they're doing this job, the reason they're alive, the, what college they went to. I guarantee you this group will do so much better than 30 guys I brought out. <laughs> like I guarantee our, yeah. my like, you know, network accounts would do way past that. It's, it, it's the investment. Everything is an investment, bro. And you, it, I, I don't know how much simpler to put it, but if you care about your people, it's going to show. It's the going more, to show. And sorry, I didn't mean to come, you got you off. You it. I mean, it, it just comes down to they'll do better, which means you do better. People don't realize that you do significantly, significantly better when you help other people achieve 100%. to achieve going back to the money is a byproduct of the value that you bring dude i don't know how much simpler to put this but <laughs> take care of your fucking people and it's your people true. will take care of you exactly so that's where i was getting at so i have two i have two guys that always says this to me one's yanar my good friend from high school one's christian christian left a six-figure job having a company car to come over and you know do complete commission-based sales he had a great life and he wanted to get uncomfortable and he came out they always say brian i'm gonna work my tail off i'm gonna do xyz i want to make you proud and i always tell them dude don't ever fucking worry about me being proud you could do 10 accounts you can do 200 accounts you could do a thousand accounts i'm still going to be proud of how hard you're working now and 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 I always say, work for yourself and your desire. Don't work to, you know, make me look cool. I don't give a fuck if my PRA is three or 400. Like, as long as you're, you're fulfilling your desire and you're doing it for yourself, I'm completely cool with it. And, and it's so cool how much harder they work when they, they feel like they're getting appreciated, that I care about them. And I, I tell my girlfriend all the time, I'm like, hey, and she's selling this summer too. So it's funny. I'm like, I don't think I've ever cared so much about a group of guys in my life. 
I had my brothers come out and sold for me. <laughs> 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 and like one of my one of the guys, dude, his grandmother's sick. And he's calling me every like and we're we train once a week and once for you know team training. And he texts me, he goes, Hey man, my grandmother's sick. I have to take her to the hospital. I am so sorry. Can we reschedule our um, training? I'm like, what the fuck are you sorry for? Bro, go take care of your grandmother. And I send him, you know, like, like I think 15, 20 bucks. I'm like, dude, I, it's got to be hard, you know, kind of try to get away from that. Go grab some lunch and, you know, clear your head. I know it must be hard. And he's just like, dude, I'm so sorry. I value your time. And we can redo this like, like on Thursday. And Thursday comes around. He goes, dude. Um, I'm at the hospital. It's not looking the best. I might have to take her somewhere else. I'm like, he's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, if you say I'm sorry one more fucking time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come down to Florida. I'm gonna hit you. Like, stop being sorry. I trust that you're training alone because I know how big your why and your desire is. You don't have to tell me like I'm sorry. Like, I trust that you're training, and that level of trust, that that level of like appreciation, dude, it's so cool. It's so freaking cool. Like, I can't wait to go out for the summer. I'm genuinely excited for these guys to go out and sell. I don't think that happens a lot in the industry. No, it doesn't. I'm literally about to say that. It doesn't happen. Um, but you realize what you needed to do, and you realize what your guys needed to do, and you're going to take them there. A hundred percent. And whenever I bring guys on, now it's like, hey, I don't care if you come out and do active to go do something else after. I don't care if you come out and do this to learn door-to-door sales and go do something else. I don't care yes. if you do this to make some money to do stocks. If I can help you, be if I can be a stepping stone to your success and 10 years down the road, you're a multimillionaire and you, you're on a podcast and you say, Brian Jang helped me get here. That's all I want. Just give me a shout out, man. <laughs> Well, it but is, no. it is, yes, it's, it's, it's a lot of reciprocity. You, you, you know, Kyle Nielsen, right? Of course. And I think he crushes the game as far as, you know, being a loving and caring, like, individual. Exactly. Wyatt exactly. does a good job too. Why do Wyatt's doing a really good job. Wyatt does a phenomenal job. I've, I've, I've been following his progress here for a little bit, but dude, that's the same thing. You give, you give, you give, you give with no expectation of anything in return. Like hundred mm-hmm. percent. It's and just, so, oh, Sorry, keep going. Uh, dude, it's it's just it that that's the key. If you believe in universe, if you believe in God, if what whatever you believe in, give, 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 serve, 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 and eventually things will come back. It may not come 100%. back in, some sometimes they come back instantly. Sometimes. But more than often, more often than not, it's down down the road. Yep. And one of my guys actually left yesterday. And I and I thought it was really, really cool that it was right before to, you know, our, our podcast, he texted me, Hey, I, I'm so grateful for, you know, this opportunity on like all the team, you know, training, team calls, team retreats, whatever. I, he wanted to be like um, a, a producer or a manager. I think it was a manager. I, it's, I don't know that industry too, too well, but he wanted to manage artists. And he said, Hey, I got the job. And I honestly think, or he said, it's from the courage you gave me and the courage like the guys on the team gave me to step out of our comfort zone. 
And most people would say, damn, I lost the rep, right? I was so genuinely happy for him. Like, and I posted in our group chat, and most people in our group chat, you know, when you when someone leaves, you don't, you want them to leave quietly in the group chat. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you, you don't want them to make a big fuss. You want them to leave quietly. Yep. I made <laughs> a big-ass text. I said, hey, guys, one of our brothers, Ahmed, just finally quit his job that he hated and went full force into the music industry and got a job over there. Like, let's congratulate him. But sadly, that means he won't be joining us for the summer. But hopefully, you know, he's joining now the entrepreneurship, intrapreneurship, um, like, side. It's going to get hard. And let's always be there for him if he ever needs someone to talk to. And the level of, like, the excitement these guys had for him was so pure and so amazing. And they were like, hey, congrats. If you... They're like, uh, in five years, when your guy's doing the halftime show for Super Bowl, you better invite us. And it was so freaking cool, man. Like, I was so happy for him. Like, he used me and our guys as the stepping stone. To, I know he didn't come out and sell, but the, the law of attraction helped him get out of his comfort zone and go do something completely different. Exactly. Door to door, it's some. It's not a career for most people, but for some people, it's a vehicle to move into somewhere else. Honestly, I'm a firm believer in networking, and your network. I am too. Is your network your net worth, or your, 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 net, yeah. your yeah, your network is your net worth, um, dude. That's why I love being around high producing individuals. It no, it, it's fun. It, it's changed me who I am. Yep, and I can now share that with people who listen to the podcast 100 how if, if it's and, two people if it's 10 people if it's a thousand people i'm i'm just glad to give back you, you nailed it you nailed it so i always tell my mom i want to be a you know motivational speaker i want to i want to speak in front of thousands of people and when i told her I'm, I'm going on your podcast i was so excited i was like mom i'm going on this podcast i'm going to be able to you know tell people my story i'm going to be able to you know change life and she's like how many views does he get i'm like i'm not sure probably a couple hundred she goes, oh, that's not bad. That's not a couple thousand like you mentioned. <laughs> but <laughs> I know, man. I'm sorry. She's going to be hard on you too. <laughs> we got to get our numbers up. But that stepping stone of being able to change out of the 300 people that I listen, maybe one. And it's, it's just that, that you got to love changing people's lives. It's not, it's not about the number. It's about changing someone's life. If you change one person's life, you got to be excited about that one person. So I'm going to kind of wrap up because I feel like we've talked for a while. So I'll, I'll go over some books that I love. And I give out a lot of my books to my friends, my mom. So I don't have all of them. But this one's sick. I know you just bought it. Russ, it's all in your head. has three parts, being delusional, persistence, and gratitude. Um, being delusional is awesome. It helps through the days that suck. You, when people say enjoy the suck, it's being delusional. Yeah, let's say you sold zero. I sold zero for two weeks, man, with a big smile on my face. Because I knew one day I'd be driving a Lamborghini <laughs> all that. <laughs> but I was so delusional that I was going to be successful. And I was thinking all the, all the fun things that I could do when I, when, I, when I do well with this job, taking my family out to vacation. And persistence is attacking, attacking, training, attacking. Gratitude is something I'm learning now. I love it because 
you know, giving his living. Nick Warner talks about that a lot. Or Sam Warner, one of the Warner brothers. This one's sick. It's the fixed and the growth mindset. I catch myself being, and it's it's not, you're not one or the other. It's different situations. You're one or the other. So it's not that you're just completely fixed. It's not that you're completely growth. It's situations. So uh, I'm, I'm not done with it yet. I've been really enjoying it. I've been reading this for my 75 part. Compound effect. Oh, I, I got to get into that. Compounding will change your life. If you eat like 200 less calories a day, you'll see a huge difference five years down the road. If you invest freaking $200 a month, you'll see a huge difference in your portfolio in 10 years. I mean, dude, I teach all my guys, like save your money, put it away, invest it. 10 years down the road, yourself will thank you. This one's sick. Relentless by Tim Grover. It shows you the difference of the average guy, the above average guy, and the top 0.1%. This book's awesome. It talks about the, the desire, the dark desire too. And then the David Goggins, Can't Hurt Me's Good. Um, I think that's it. So read those books if you're trying to get into the whole mindset thing. But um, thanks for having me, man. It's been awesome. Dude, of course, man. Thank you for being on. Dude, we just chatted, bro. Like this, 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 is, <laughs> this is my favorite part of the podcast is just being able to just bounce ideas off of each other, man. Um, ultimately, cool. ultimately, it just comes down to from what I what we were able to talk about is just make the decision, be yourself, and work your ass off. Yep. Work your ass off. Work Don't talk ass. about six and three hours. Talk about six <laughs> and 12 hours. And then I guarantee you one of those 12 hours, you'll sell 15. Exactly. It's all about yep. compounding, bro. All about compounding. Yep. All right, it bro. Really I appreciate you being on the show, man. Um, guys, if you guys, gals, dudes, and dudettes, um, if you found value in this podcast, share with somebody. That's, that's what you can do. I don't run ads. I don't do all that shit on here. Just pay it forward by sharing it with somebody. That's all we ask. Yep. Cool. Back when I first made a hundred grand. Yeah, back when I first made a Yeah. Back when I first made a hundred grand. Yeah. Yeah. Back when I first made a hundred grand. Thought I was a shit. When I first made a hundred grand. Thought I was a king. When I first made a hundred grand. Couldn't tell me nothing when I first made a hundred grand. Made a hundred grand.